You're listening to Muscles, Motherhood, and Motivation. I'm your host, Chloe Puff. Well, I have a very special guest here today. I would like everyone to give a warm welcome from your car, from your bedroom, from your exercise bike, wherever you're listening to this, to Diego Pompa. He is from Santa Fe, New Mexico. He's a former athlete and rollerblader. He's been a personal trainer for 20 years and has been a CrossFit coach since 2009. And currently, it sounds like you're doing Olympic weightlifting. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I've actually been doing that doing that for a while. Um, I, I used to be more into it with an official team that I coached uh, back in like 2014 and 15, but it's just kind of a specialty of mine. It's, it's something that I love doing. That's awesome. And currently, you're an online health and weight loss coach. I would love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah, so the online stuff kind of came about, well, it's been a little bit in the works, but hadn't really pulled the trigger until more recently, until about, oh, 10 weeks ago? No, more, more like, <laughs> well, what week were we on? And more like 14 weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I had always kind of just relied on whatever was coming through the door or whatever kind of random connections I could get. And I always wanted to help more, more people than that. So, you know, after a long time of following other people and watching other people and seeing that it's actually possible. I'm like, you know, if I don't go online, I'm missing a huge pool of people that I could be helping. Yeah, so. exactly. And it, that's what I love about being in the online space is that it allows me to connect with more people who need the support. So thank goodness for the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So can you tell me about how how you kind of got into this career path, what kind of set you off into the course of an athletic lifestyle? Yeah, so I was always, I was always playing sports as a kid. I, I feel bad for my mom because I was always the kid that wanted to play like every single sport. So <laughs> uh, I was often getting driven to practices and games by other kids' parents because my mom was busy. So it's like, you know, growing up, I did baseball, basketball, swimming, diving, track and field, cross country, soccer, taekwondo, capoeira, skating. I got into weightlifting wow. like, later on. I, I literally like there were things that I, we couldn't do. BMX was too expensive. Uh, gymnastics was too expensive. Fencing was too expensive. Um, there was just I, I wanted to do it all. Um, wow. Yeah. So it, being physically active was always a thing for me. And um, after high school, I found it hard to kind of like keep up with that. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't want to I didn't want to go to college uh, because I was more interested in girls and skating than I was about college. <laughs> <laughs> so playing sports for a, a college team, even though I had a lot of support, I had a lot of people um, tell me that I could walk onto a team just for soccer because I was that was my main sport at the time. And uh, I just didn't, I didn't want to go. So after about a year, about a year after I graduated, um, I offered to be the assistant coach of my high school soccer team. Um, and it was kind of twofold. It was one, so I could play soccer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and two, so that I could, uh, I got paid a little bit. It wasn't a whole lot. It was a little bit more volunteer. But I did that for a couple of seasons and I just, I loved it. I loved helping, you know, the other guys learned some stuff and it kept me physically moving. And so it was around that time I started looking into becoming a personal trainer. And so I uh, took some classes at the community college. And well, I started at one, the community college in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and then I moved to Albuquerque and I finished up, finished up there. Uh, and then I did like the global gym thing for a while. Um, I had a small stint with like home, home trainings, where I'd go over to people's houses and, you know, train them at home. And it was interesting. They were all women over like 55 and they all wanted me to like date their daughter or niece or something like that. <laughs> it, was, it was a little interesting. A two for one deal. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was interesting. So, um, and then around 2006, 2007, I got introduced to CrossFit. Um, and, uh, you know, that's an interesting story. That's a story in itself. Cause honestly, like I, I thought it was stupid when I first found it. I was like, <laughs> like what kind of crazy person does these workouts? Like this just, I'm, dumb. I'm still, I'm still in that boat where I'm looking and I'm like, 
wow, that looks like a lot more commitment than I want to put in at this point in my life. Yeah, it was I have a respect for CrossFitters for sure. Yeah. And it took it took me a while uh, to kind of get into it. I do it every now and then. And with these guys at, at the gym uh, that I was coaching at or I was doing personal training at, and we didn't have all the right equipment. So we'd make up workouts or whatever we could. And I'd be sore for like an entire week straight. And then I'd oh do it gosh. again, like maybe the next month. And so I did that for maybe a year and a half or so before I finally jumped in full board. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, soon after that, I got my, uh, um, my CrossFit level one certification. And I started out with one gym, moved to another. That's where I really got into the Olympic weightlifting part. That was around 2012. And I helped them develop a, um, an Olympic weightlifting team, which one of our, our coaches at the time, he went off and he owns his own Olympic lifting gym. And he, he puts out people that compete in like the Pan American games and like oh all gosh. this, all this cool stuff. So yeah, he's got some like true athletes, which is really, really cool to see. Um, cool. yeah. So, uh, and then I kind of, I've just stuck with CrossFit. Um, I love the community. I love, uh, you know, being able to teach people stuff, especially kind of like helping them get over fears and, and things like that. And so ever since then, that's pretty much been my main focus was uh, kind of the CrossFit realm and functional fitness uh, ish. Um, I, don't, I don't always like to quantify it just as CrossFit, but it, it's, it serves a, a nice broad purpose, which is what I like. Yeah. Uh, functional, functional fitness is like a it's such a sexy word to me. I love, I love functional fitness. And I know like people are like, why? (laughs) Because it just makes your life so much better when your body is moving in the way that you need it to, to support the activities. Like nothing is sexier than free movement. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's having that your, your own freedom, you know, mm-hmm. having your own confidence and being capable, you know, being jacked and tan is cool, but <laughs> if you're not capable, what, you just look weird when you walk around because you're like uncoordinated right. and stuff, you yes, know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It, and it's, a, it's like a different mindset when you're doing the workout too, you know, because I did the global gym, you know, you'd pick like three, four body parts that you'd hit, you'd have a pull day, a push day or like whatever it was. And those were like, okay, but you're, you're like almost on a mission when you're doing some of the other workouts. You're like, you're nervous. You're like, oh God, what, what if this doesn't go the way I wanted to, or what if that's harder than I thought? Or, ah, and then at the end you feel like Superman just because you didn't die. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. It's such a, it's so interesting to me because I don't, I mean, I work almost exclusively with women with, you know, the exception of uh, some men here and there, but it's just crazy to me, like the difference that I perceive in like men's fitness and women's fitness that like, it's almost like pushed on us that the narrative is men have to just be like these beefcakes and train, you know, specific body parts for hours at a time. And women, because we're just so light and delicate, just need to be on the exercise bike all the time and be dainty and eat salad. And it's just so, I love that now I'm seeing in the online space that there are more like powerful women and there are more like endurance athletes in men, more men who are doing functional training and things like that. And it's, I love that that I think within the fitness community is shifting, but I'm wondering too, like, do you feel like that's kind of reached the outside perspective quite yet? Or do you still feel like there's some work to do in terms of (laughs) shifting the narrative? Yeah, uh, Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. So I guess kind of like a two-part answer. One, the first thing I think of is I was I was scrolling through some TikTok videos the other day, as we do, um, <laughs> and uh, there was one with like this, you know, they do the the music or voice in the background, and then you know people like mouth over it and stuff. And there was one that was it was a guy talking, and he was like, "Can anyone tell me when girls decided to like get all jacked? Like, when did this happen? Did they have a meeting and just decide?" <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, I'm like bro, there's been like really strong, capable women forever. Forever. Like, forever. <laughs> forever. We used to, uh, we used to scrimmage against a girls soccer team that was one year older than us um, in, in high school because we shared the same field. And, you know, sometimes the guys, some of the guys would be like, oh, be easy. It's a girls team. It's be like, dude, they're fast too. And they're a year older than us. So 
like we won, I believe we won the majority of our games, but they weren't always easy. Like they, there were some tough chicks out there. And, you know, aside from a good female athlete, they were just good athletes mm-hmm. in general, you know? Yeah. So I've, I feel like I've always known that. I don't feel like it's quite reached the outer circles yet. Yeah. Um, I still every now and then get people that come into a gym and, you know, they get discouraged. It's, it's usually men that have an ego. Uh, they come in, they think they're in shape. They do a CrossFit workout and they get beat by a girl who's been doing it, you know, longer and they did the same weight the guy did and they get frustrated or, you know, they, they call BS or whatever. And it's like, dude, it's, it's going to happen. Like it's yeah. going to, it's going to happen. Like there's, it's, yes, there's some of that, that, you know, stigma that's true. It's like, for the most part, guys are stronger and faster than women, but that doesn't mean that there's not going to be those outlier women that just kick ass as an yeah. athlete, not even as a female, just as an athlete, they just kick ass. Yeah. You know? So I don't think it's quite reached there yet. I think it's getting there. Uh, I think social media and stuff like that helps. Um, guys, guys just, you know, they need their ego bruised every now and then. That's okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, to me, honestly, my, my biggest perception as, you know, growing up as an athlete, then shifting into more of a like standard air quotes, fitness style of, you know, work. Um, it's crazy to me that there's just this narrative perpetuated throughout history of like, obviously there are some elements of science where, you know, men are capable of different things or tend to have more power because of X, Y, and Z. But it just bothers me that there's like two sides to that coin. One is that like, I feel sometimes that men use that to weaken women in their, in their mind. Um, some men, not, I'm (laughs) obviously generalizing here. Some men will kind of use that perpetuated narrative to be like, you know, well, I'm just going to be the strongest because I'm a man. Um, but then there's like, there's, I don't even know how to explain this. I think on the flip side too, I wish that we didn't, (laughs) how do I even verbalize this? I wish that there were ways that we could both simultaneously separate the fact that men and women need different things in their fitness, but at the same time, not compare them head to head as if it's a competition in every single thing that we do. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's what, I think that's what bothers me as a woman the most is like, I, I used to feel uncomfortable going into a gym because of the male ego. And that was just from me. And it's, it's interesting to hear that men will come into the gym and feel uncomfortable because of a woman's capabilities. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's definitely one of the things it's like, you know, guys, having guys leave their ego at the door is, is hard enough with other guys. And then you throw a capable woman in there and it's, it just, it just blows their mind. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, you're absolutely right about the whole thing where it's like, you know, men's bodies and females bodies, it's not a difference as far as, like you said, women need to be slim, doing lighter weight, more reps and guys should right. be bulking, doing this and that. It's just a human body and it can benefit from either one and whatever you throw at it, it's going to take those benefits. Yep. So exactly. if you're, if you're solely a power lifter, you could be a, a male or a female, you end up with that power lifter body. If you're a runner, endurance runner, male or female, you go after that, you end up with that endurance runner body, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's like, there's, it's, it's not, it's not like you're, that happened to you because you're a guy or that happened to you because you're, you're a woman. Um, it's just about how you take it and, and, and how you approach it. That's, you know, that's yeah. one thing that's hard for people. I think it's hard for some people to understand. And from the perspective of, of, like the Olympic weightlifting coach, like guys want to go in and throw away, throw around weight and they lift more than they need to. And they're not as flexible. So they have terrible form and they just try to muscle it, but they Mm -hmm. want to do the heavy weight right away. Women are generally more flexible. They know that they can't use their arms as much. So they use their legs more, which is exactly what you need to do. So I find that sometimes women's form is better than guys. (laughs) <laughs> but I have to talk the guys down from using weight and I have to talk the girls up 
to wait because of a mental thing. Oh no, I don't want to, I don't want to get big or I don't want to lift weight. Or I think that's too hard. And it's like in my head, I'm like, that looked perfect. Like yeah. do more, you know, like, yeah. And then the guys I'm like, oh, that looks like crap. Let's take some <laughs> of that off, you know? Yes, absolutely. Well, and I think that's part of the, like we were just talking about this, you know, this narrative, it's like, then we begin to believe these things that society tells us we need to be doing or that we're capable of doing without even actually trying it. And I think also because, you know, maybe that's because men, and it's different. I feel like for those of you listening, <laughs> I'm giving a visual of one hand up and one hand way down. It's like men are supposed to be strong. So we have to like start really big and chip away and women are supposed to be weak. So we start really small and never live up to our potential where we could just find this middle ground and just both humble ourselves enough to say like, okay, women, you need to believe in yourself a lot more and men, you need to take it down a notch. So, and open your mind to learning. And I think yeah. that to me, that to me is why I think that women tend to just, just from what I've seen, women tend to maybe grow slower, but are more efficient and end up being more in tune with the outcome and the goal because we're kind of starting from like behind the start line. Whereas I think, you know, and you can tell me with your experience, I always felt like um, very meek in my athletic approach um, until I realized that I was capable. Um, but a lot of like the male athletes that I've talked to started with kind of an inflated ego, like you were talking about, and then had to be like brought down a few notches just mentally you know, to match, yeah. <laughs> to really reach their full potential. It's not about doing more. It's actually about doing less. I think. Tell me, tell me how you feel about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely, so it, you know, all the, I, I the, kind of a roundabout circle of, of an answer, but so the difference between men and men and women, and if you've ever been around like kids that are being taught sports and stuff like that, it, it kind of starts as, as kids. Yep. So you know, girls are given certain toys, guys are given other toys. And if guys and girls are playing together, you know, a, a guy is told or a little boy is told not to hit the girl because she's a girl. But if the girl hits the boy, it's like, hey, toughen up, you know, like yeah. suck it up. No, yeah. don't don't cry. And so it all starts. It's It all starts like super young. And then as we grow up, we learn how to associate with that stuff. So sometimes women tend to be on that daintier side because they're hanging out with more women. And when you get a group of them together, if there's one woman that's like, well, I don't, I, you know, I read something that said I'll get bulky or I just, you know, I'm just going to go light today. Then all the yeah. other women will be like, yeah, good idea. I think I'm going to do that. And then guys because we're bullheaded and dumb and we get too, too competitive <laughs> with each other. You get one guy that, that's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm good. And then they're all like, yeah, yeah, me too. Well, let's, let's do it. Let's bro so out. Only, let's dry scoop yeah. some pre-workout. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You just, no water, just straight into, you know, yep. into your mouth. And then, and so it's, it's not only taught from a, to us from a younger age, but then yeah. you start being around other, that like-mindedness and it just perpetuates that even, even. Oh more. yeah. But you get the bros that go to the gym and you get the bro, you get the bro feeling or you get, you know, the women that go to the gym just for yoga and cycle class. And then you get that right. and there's no, and then it's hard to reach like a middle ground, you know, it's like yeah. separate, it's like lines being drawn all over the gym. That make I mean, that makes sense. I mean, and there's, there's so many, there's not one solution that's going to appease everybody, but it's just no. such an interesting factor. I'm seeing more women only gyms um, becoming more popular, which I think is, is cool, but it also doesn't address the fact that there are some really toxic things being taught. Like you said, at a very early age, the fact that women only feel comfortable in a space among women makes me very sad. And also, you know, like, I think you're right. That's why I think for me, having my kids around me while I'm exercising and, you know, seeing that, you know, women can lift heavy and you can lift heavy. And that's like, that's totally okay. My daughter takes boxing class because she loves yeah. it. And I think yeah. it's like, 
I think if we could just like stop gendering activities and saying mm-hmm. you need to fit in this role uh, because you're a little girl, you get to put on makeup and do Barbies and that's it. And then boys, you go outside and play football. I just don't yep. understand why we can't, you know, include our kids in all of these activities. And, you know, maybe if more little boys were learning how to be gentle with dolls and more girls were learning how to <laughs> throw a ball, it would, it would be different. I'm curious to see. So. And then you, and then you'd have these like secret talents. Like when I was a little, when I was a skater kid, I was always tearing up my clothes and my mom would sew my clothes until she got too busy and I was tearing them too often. And then I busted out her sewing machine and I started sewing my clothes. Oh yeah. So after a couple of years, you know, like I, I always joke around. It's like, I can sew a pair of pants from scratch if I really needed to. Like, I cannot sew to save my life. So. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, we'd have this whole generation of, of men that could be like super burly and do an awesome French braid at the same time. You know? Yes, absolutely. I think it's just really important. And this is like a totally just beyond the fitness scope. I think it's very, very important for us to continue to have conversations like this where, you know, we're not assigning a gender to each activity. And I'm, I just can't wait for the day where, you know, men will feel comfortable helping their daughters get ready for prom one day, or, you know, even just, like Harry Styles, I think is like just this awesome fashion icon who's, you know, it's like, he's not afraid to wear a skirt. Maybe not all men are going to be wearing skirts in the future, but it would just be cool to see more of us male and female and all the things in between to be able to just feel comfortable with doing activities period because we love them and not because we're told we have to do them. I, right. Yeah. Well, well, and, and I think where it would start with something like that is it's, it's, we got to start making it just a male, female thing. So it's like, you know, you don't want to wear a skirt, but you're a guy. Cool. What if we went to a Scottish festival and you wore a kilt? Right. <laughs> yeah. A manly skirt. And then they'd be like, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do it. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, is there a middle ground we can reach instead of always making everything polarizing? Yes, like, exactly. Polarizing. Like, that's the word. Yeah. Like you said, it's, it's, you know, there's obvious things. I'm, I'm not saying that like we should open up sports to like girls and guys trying out for the same team all the time right. because we know that there's going to be a big divide. And of course there are outliers of women that can play in, in guys sports, you know, kind of like that step up. So it's like, I get that switch, but why even, but what would be the, I guess, what would be the relevancy or the benefit of talking about a girl's sport as you're talking down to it in a guy's sport, like you're talking up to it. Right. What if they're just, they're both athletes. They just, they compete with other women and they compete with other men, you know, it's one side and then the other. And for right. those people that can't see, I'm, I'm talking a lot with my hands. So. <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah, it's very uh, illustrative. We love it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that, that's an awesome conversation too. Um, and a difficult one, one that I find myself constantly like being like, okay, um, I can see that. Like there was, I, I really wish I knew off the top of my head, the actual names, but um, recently that news where there was a transgender female swimmer who competed yep. with women because she is a woman, but then also people were saying, you know, well, you're a woman in a man's body. And it's just that kind of stuff. I mean, I think it's really hard to have conversations like that. I personally am like a full blown ally and I'm just like, it, it doesn't affect me. So why, like, and it doesn't affect you. Why are you getting so heated about this? Like just yeah. let her swim. And if the other women are supporting her in doing her swim, then leave it be. Go deal with your own right. fitness. <laughs> yeah. You go get in yeah, the pool. I, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you swim with just even the other women in general. And that yeah. was something tell people about soccer all the time to be like, you know, our soccer team sucks. It'd be like our women's soccer team has won, you know, I think it, that at the time I followed a lot, it was like four world cups or three world cups or something like that. They'd be like, Oh, but that's women's soccer. It's like you get on the field and play with any of them. <laughs> Any right. of them. And I want to see how long you last. That's women's fighting. That's women's soccer. Yeah, that's, that's just swimming. this. It's like, you go try that. Like, you <laughs> right. you try that and then tell me how easy it is. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I, I just love that. Exactly. Yeah, because it's not. But the transgender thing, 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that because it's like, I'm with you with this as far as like, it's not affecting me. Like who cares? Right. And it's not affecting the majority of people who cares, but I, what about those few people that may feel like they were cheated out of something because they did work really hard, you know? Yeah. But I also know that, that transgender athletes, you know, it's, especially ones that are like taking hormones and stuff like that to like lessen their male hormones. Like it it has a big effect. It sure does. It it, it has a huge effect, way more of effect than I think most people understand. Yeah. Um, I think where it would be kind of interesting to see the more we integrate that and the more, you know, we know about it is like how much less is it? Is it, is it less, but it's still putting them on top. That's, I think that's hard to say, but I'm, you know, if, if, again, if a, if a girl is good enough to play up in a guy's sport, why, why can't, yeah. you know, at it's, a certain point, especially if you're taking yeah. non, what's, what's like non athletic enhancing drugs, <laughs> like anti enhancing. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Anti enhancing drugs. Or just, know, so. yeah, exactly. And my sister's transgender. She's not an athlete, but I mean, for me to see that firsthand too, it like, I just think like, just because you're, I understand science wise, like if we're really getting super meticulous, I can understand the upset. But at the same time, like if we're really going to get that nitpicky, like, shouldn't we, shouldn't we just open it up then? Or like, you know, have like transgender women swim team. If we're going to separate it, like then separate it in a way that's fair versus, You know, I think just for me, like I, I'm a fan of, you know, so many, um, transgender athletes that I've seen. Um, there's a power lifter. I think her name is Angel. I can't remember Angel Joy or something. Um, and she's a transgender, like crossfitter and is like just absolutely phenomenal. But I don't think anyone at first glance, if they didn't know that she was transgender, wouldn't have an issue. And I think the same right. thing with this, that, that to me is why it's upsetting. I think because the word transgender is what triggers people versus the actual abilities. And that's a whole yeah. other conversation, but yeah. You know. no, And yeah, I mean that, yeah. Cause that, that brings up so much outside of like the, even just like the sports realm, you yeah, know, when people absolutely. get upset about you, people get upset about, you know, uh, like transgender bathrooms or, you know, non-gender bathrooms and stuff. And they're freaking out. Yeah. Like, I, I remember when that whole thing was going on, I had just come back from a trip from Germany and there was a lot of places in Germany that have co-ed bathrooms, co-ed yeah. showers. The CrossFit gym I went to, uh, was super cool. I was there for two weeks. They let me train the whole time. Didn't charge me anything. Um, and, uh, they had a, they had a non-gender bathrooms and nobody cares. Like yeah. nobody cares you know i think that's a cultural thing too isn't it yeah exactly and then so it's like people freak out about oh well if there's a you know woman who's really a man and he goes into the bathroom he's gonna be peeking at my daughter it's like what if you didn't know from the beginning right care exactly and that's the thing is you don't know (laughs) like a lot of times you just don't know (laughs) yeah exactly and it could it could go the other way what if there's you know a female that went into a guy's bathroom, but she looked like a guy. If you didn't know, would you care? Yeah. You know? Exactly. If anything, I feel like it's most uncomfortable for the, for the people who are transgender or identifying, you know, however they want to identify, it's probably more uncomfortable for them to be in that situation than for, than the way that they quote, make people feel because they're participating in that. Um, And I think, I think just my my strong opinion is no matter what you're doing, whether it's the bathroom, no matter if it's, you know, Olympic swimming, I just want more things to feel inclusive. And I think, and I'm not, I'm not a specialist in any sort of like non-binary or transgender fitness um, as it pertains to like how you adapt to your hormones and everything. But I just wish there was more inclusive areas with specific to health and wellness for people who fall outside of this, you know, cisgender spectrum who want to feel comfortable doing sports and, you yeah. know, training their bodies. It's frustrating, yeah. I think. Yeah. Cause, so, cause one of, I mean, one of the things that I know, like for me growing up, um, I was bullied a lot. I was a little, I was, it was good at sports, but I was a little scrawny kid. I had buck teeth. I had 
crazy hair, you know, I was picked on a lot. Sports was not only my equalizer, but it was like how I felt good about myself. Yes, you know? exactly. Because I was because I was good at stuff. And you have these people that like are already, you know, ostracized as it is from so many things. And they just they just want to do this thing to make some happy. Yeah. There's got to be some kind of room we can make for that. Yeah. You know, there's got there's got to be something something we can do because we know science shows, you know, psychologists know it. Physical movement is good for your brain. It's good for your body. You know, yeah. it's one of the one of the biggest fighters of depression is going for a walk, being physically active, you know, things that, things that get your body moving. Yep. And it's like, there's these people that just want to do that. That's, and not feel judged all, for wanting yeah. to do that either. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. And, and I try to keep in mind stuff like that. Like, you know, I've, I've worked at gyms before that have professional bodybuilders there, or even in the CrossFit world, there's some really buff chicks, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure that some people look at, I've even heard some people be like, I didn't even know that was a girl. Or it's like, you know, this, or that. It's like, what does it matter? Like, yeah. You know, as, as long like, as yeah. they're comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and I'm sure that there are some of them that are like, they hear things like that and they, it makes it hard for them to do what they love doing, mm. you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's, again, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, people just want, people want to move their bodies. They want to do something. There, there's gotta be some room we can make for them somewhere. If that yeah. means making their own transgender, whatever. And I know that would take like a long time, but it's, it can't, everything can't be black and white. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you there. And I, I think too, like when you were just talking, a thought popped into my head too. Um, so one of my, one of my friends, um, who transitioned male to female, or excuse me, female to male, um, they felt very uncomfortable because their body was softer, more feminine. And so the idea was they want, they became a personal trainer in hopes to help other transgender males feel more masculine. And I think that's important to allow space for too. Like, you know, if bodybuilding is something that helps you feel more comfortable in your own skin, or if running helps you take depression away from, you know, this, this, um, what's, what's the word? I can't remember what it's called, but just like from having, you know, this identity crisis in your head of not feeling accepted and not feeling like you belong in your body. I think even just that at the very base of allowing allowing more people to just be who they are and do the activities that they love to do. It's, it's important. Yeah. I love that. We kind of, we kind of went way off topic, but it's such an important thing. I'm glad we, I'm glad we got to (laughs) speak about that a little bit for sure. Yeah, no, I I mean, it's cause it's something that, I mean, yeah, maybe we didn't have to go that deep into it, but <laughs> it's 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 obviously out there, and I think it might even be something that people are scared to broach that type of topic. You oh know? yeah, for sure. Like, what's what's with this whole men male female thing? Where does it start? You know, is there really a difference? Blah blah blah. And it's like you the you know, it's like men and women can benefit from the same training. And I tell people all the time, like, do you know the difference between an athletic metabolism and a normal person's metabolism? The athletes just metabolize things faster. That's pretty much it. Other yeah. than that, the body works the same way. One person's body is just doing things faster than the other. You know, and so one like, one one body structure has a, a slightly different center of gravity. <laughs> That's pretty much the yeah. only difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yep. so it's like you know the benefits that there can be for training a woman like you would train a man or train a man like you're a woman go equally back and forth yeah so really there's no there's no uh correct way to train just lift heavy stuff commit (laughs) make sure you're doing it consistently and eat healthy most of the time (laughs) there you go yeah and look and look at like what your true goals are like what what you really want you know and and i and i understand that sometimes there's a lot of i call it misinformation because it's not completely wrong but it like just misses the mark Mm, where there's like information out there that worked for somebody but it might not work for you or Mm, you know little things like oh you know you know nuts are the fat you get from nuts are good from you so i'm gonna eat nothing but nuts all day they said it's good fat it's like uh Mm. no you're missing the point a little bit yeah um so when it comes to like pieces of, of misinformation that are out there for things like that, it's like, 
you have to figure out what your goal is. And if you need to hire somebody specifically to tell you how to reach that goal, like you got to kind of follow that, that process. Yeah. And not just assume that the bodybuilder style will work for you because you want to do this or that, or you got to, it's like, basically what I'm saying is like, the first thing you got to do is you got to have that goal. You got to figure out how to, how to attain that goal. And then you may need to hire somebody to tell you how that, how that's going to work, you know, and then follow that path. Yeah. Because there is no one right way, you know? Absolutely. And on the flip side of that too, sometimes we have goals that are much bigger than our actual capabilities or willingness to do those things to get there. So I always find that, um, like when I start working with someone, uh, there's always that one person that will have like this very, very big goal. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's awesome that you're dreaming real big. And I support you in that, but there are going to be a lot of steps to get there. So why don't we take a look at what your current habits are like, what you're actually willing to do, what you have time for, and see if that actually aligns with your goal. And if it doesn't, let's adjust your expectations. Let's let's not lower the yep. goal, but let's just change the goal to make it make more sense for your life. I think people yeah. tend to get overexcited. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. I made a, a post today. It was actually a repost of something that popped up and one of my old athletes was telling me about uh, how he sets his goals and it's, and I've heard it before and I forget about it, but it's, it's like the smart acronym. Yeah. So when you set a goal, it's gotta be, uh, it's gotta be sustainable. It's gotta be measurable. Um, it's gotta be attainable and it's gotta be timely. So it's like gotta be a goal, especially when it comes to health that you can sustain, not just like, a you know, and for people that have done a bikini show or a physique show or whatever, like that stuff's cool, but they will all admit that that's hard on your body. Yeah. Well, and it's not like those are just like randos who are just coming out of the woodwork and who've never lifted anything in their lives and saying, I'm going to do a bikini show in six months. (laughs) You got to have a special level of mental strength for that first. Yeah. So it's like, what's sustainable for you? What's, what's measurable? You got to know where you started. So yep. we can tell if you're making any progress mm-hmm. um, and then what's actually achievable. And that's what you're talking about. It's like, okay, want to lose 50 pounds. Cool. We could do that. And how long? One month. Uh, why don't we no. work on 10 pounds <laughs> in one month? Yeah. You know, because even that's going to slow down as you, as you go. You yeah, know? exactly. And then we got to, and then we got to set a, set a time limit on it. Like, all right. Like I want to, I want to squat 400 pounds. Cool. When? Eh, I don't know sometime in the next five years, you're like, okay, well, that could be, where are you starting? Let's measure right. it. Right. Yeah. You know, but if they're like, oh, I want to squat 500 pounds when in, in nine months and 24 days. Okay. Now we got some work to do. Okay. You know? yeah. So, so yeah, it's setting those realistic goals, figuring out if, if it's, if that's even a goal for you, like you said, may have to chop down some small pieces at the beginning. Yeah. And then, and usually the bigger the goal, the longer it's going to take you to get there. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is totally okay. I think people, we're just in a society where fitness uh, comes with a lot of like hacks, but those hacks don't work for someone who has never like done anything to change their bodies at all hacks I think are made for people who are already like striving toward peak performance and need a little extra something something and I don't know if it was you that posted this recently but I saw it was like you know the the latest supplement isn't gonna do you any good if you're not already on your journey it's just (laughs) you know might as well just throw it right into the wind it's not gonna do anything and exactly. Have have the foundation yeah. In place. Yeah. And that's, that's my product, my process over products. It's like, you know, products help. Don't get me wrong. I, I at use a certain point. Too. <laughs> yeah. yeah at, a, at a certain point. But it, if you just had products, they're, they're not going to do very much in the end. You know, they're not going to yeah. contribute a lot to your goals. If you just had process, you're way further along yeah. than you would be with just the products. You know? Yeah, but we live in the world where everybody wants wants it best. You know, yeah. they want they want to know who's selling what supplement they could take now that just helps them lose the weight. And it's like cool, and it might it might even make you lose the weight. What happens when you want to eat normally, or you, know, right. you didn't bring that shake with you, or you get invited to 
Taco Tuesday with your friends randomly. Yeah. Like, do, you, do you know how to make those decisions? Do you, are you going to binge at that yeah, time? You exactly. Know? I just, I think that sort of thing, like the extremes are ultimately what lead us to long-term failure. And Absolutely. it just, you know, I would rather have long-term success and it's very, very hard as someone who is like, go, go, go to move slowly. But I mean, you and I both know this whole 1% concept is just absolutely crucial. And please, please tell me, I want you to repeat this quote that you told me um, for your clients, because I think everybody needs to hear it. Which one was it the practice? About the doors. Oh, yes. So I picked up this one. It's so I have, yeah, I have two of them, but the doors, uh, I picked up this one from somebody else and it just made so much sense. Um, small hinges swing big doors. Ooh. So you, you yeah. don't have to have the, the, you don't have to do the most today. Don't have to do the most tomorrow. But if you keep doing a little bit at a time, if you add enough of those small hinges, you'll swing that big door. Absolutely. And, you know, and that was powerful to me because we all want to do the big hinges, right? We want to try to take the biggest chunk out of something. We want to learn it the fastest. We want to get it done. Check it now. off the list. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Get it, get it done. And it's like, if, if you just do a little bit at a time and you pace yourself out so you don't burn out, you know, you don't, you know, you don't feel deprived of anything. Eventually you look back and it's like, wow, I did all that. Yep. And all yeah. it took was one new thing a day. Yeah, absolutely. Small wins. So can you tell me, because I talk a lot to my clients about like this concept of small wins and I give practical advice in terms of like, what's going to boost your brain to tell you, like give you a little serotonin, give you a little dopamine, give you that mental and chemical payoff that your brain is seeking when you're trying to, you know, break off these big chunks. What are Mm -hmm. some small wins that people listening could strive for to help them feel more aligned with their their fitness goals i would say the first one is is just trying to be aware of i mean because fitness is going to the gym is 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 always great and you're going to get that dopamine hit you're going to get that 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 kind of rush right away you can take the selfie you could post it on the insta face space (laughs) <laughs> and people will like it. People will like it right away all day long. And you know, yeah. you kind of feel like you feel like you have that quick achievement. Cool. Celebrate that. But know that the harder part's gonna be the habits, the mindset, and the food. Yeah. So when you have a day that maybe you didn't, you know, air air quotes, like stick to your diet, like did you completely go off board? It, you know, did you did you try to like stay within a certain range, even though you didn't have your shake or you didn't do this, this or that. And if you did, if you made the more proper decisions, give yourself a pat on the back for that. Be like, yay, right. you just survived real life. You you made it through the decisions that most people would not make and yeah. they they would eat the wrong thing or they'd be like, ah, I didn't bring my shake, screw it, you know, might as, might as well. So I would say one thing that, that they could do is realize not every day is going to be perfect. And if, and if it got off track and you did your best to keep it on track, that's a win. Yeah. If you let it go off track, not saying you're a bad person, but maybe make better decisions tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Use it you as know? a learning moment. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so like you said, those small wins, those small wins can come at, terrible times. Yep. You know, I did, I had to, Oh my God. I, you know, I went here, they had cake and I had one piece of cake and then we had to go here they had more cake, but I didn't have cake there. Cool. You made a good decision. Pat yourself yeah. on the back for that. You yeah. Know? And I think I, yeah, I agree. Like I think the perception of wins is that when we see social media of people winning and people like crushing their, their health routine, we're really only seeing the wins. We're not seeing the in-betweens where, you know, what about when that like super, like I have all these like girl crushes of these fit chicks online. I'm just like, I, I know that you are not perfect all the time, (laughs) but But I never, I never follow any accounts that make me feel like crap about myself. But I mean, I, I personally have a hard time sometimes scrolling and seeing all these abs and buns and things that are just like so toned and all these like beautiful salads and things. And then, you know, 
as someone who has already had their routine established and I know it works for me and I know better, it is still very enticing to see that and say, well, my day didn't look like that. So I failed instead of just saying, you know what, regardless of all that I'm going through, I still chose to make myself breakfast today. And that Mm -hmm. can be a win. I think, you know, just not, not comparing yourself to your quote goal body um, Mm -hmm. or, you know, whoever you're, whatever influencers you're following that is like so key to the mental aspect, I feel. Um, absolutely. That's that's why I say like, you know, you're going to have certain wins where you're going to be like, yes, nailed it. Like big, but, big wins. Yeah. Yeah. Like like big wins. Or even if it's just like, yep, stuck to my diet again today. Check. It's yep. like, okay. And those are all going to be, those are all going to be cool. Those are those small hinges. Yeah. But, you know, celebrate the wins where it's like today was really hard. You know, mm-hmm. today was for, for whatever reason, I didn't want to do this. I did not want to go to the gym today, you know, and my workout sucked, but I went cool. Yeah. Like, that's an, that's another hinge. That's another small hinge right there. You know, yeah. maybe it's smaller than the one that was next to it, but still we get enough of them. So it's like, like you said, wins sometimes don't always look like wins. Sometimes wins is just not giving in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's like, there's also to me, it feels like online, (laughs) there's this idea that in order to get healthy, in order to get fit, in order to lose weight, you have to suffer constantly. You can't ever have fun. You can't ever enjoy it. You always have to, you know, eat the blandest foods (laughs) in order to get there. So how do we, how would you advise someone on like how to, how to combat that, that mindset? of feeling like I need to suffer in order to get to my goals. You just haven't, you haven't found the right program for your, for yourself. And most likely if, if you feel like that's the case, you may have even done something that worked really well, but you hated it while you were doing it. Mm, Yeah. And so now you think that everybody that does that, you know, that their life is bland or whatever. And some people's might be, who knows, but we don't, we don't know what they're going through. The one thing that I will say to people is, A, like, know your genetics. You know, some people have had abs before they started weightlifting. Yeah. Like (laughs) Like those kids who are just, like, ripped doing gymnastics. I'm like, how even? (laughs) Well, that and even, like, when I was playing soccer growing up, like, yeah, I was always in shape, but I wasn't – definitely didn't have as as much muscle mass as I have now, but I wasn't, like – very like chiseled and I remember playing soccer with this kid who just had abs like from, from age like six <laughs> that makes you know, me like, so mad playing soccer. <laughs> yeah so it's like a know your genetics but b also again back to your goal what's what's your goal for some of these Instagram models and stuff like that not to say that their life is bland but it takes a lot of time to always prepare the perfect meals and yep. to be at the gym every single day and posting videos of yourself at the gym and doing this and that, like it all takes time. So it's like, yes, they look like that. And yes, maybe they're, they're happy and fulfilled. And like, I'll just go out on a limb and say that they all love their life and go cool. Good for them. Great. Do you want to spend as much time doing that? Can you spend as much time doing it? And can you enjoy it as much as they enjoy it for themselves? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, cool, like, look at it, want to be there, but know that there's another reality of that that you're not seeing. Yeah, like people don't see bodybuilders weighing out every single thing they eat to like the gram. Yeah, they don't they don't see when their watch goes off and they leave just because it's time to eat, or they have to be in bed at a certain time, or they have to be at a certain heart rate while they're like burning cardio. They don't see all that stuff. They just see the fluff. Yeah. So, and, and the, and the end result, never yeah, the process. Ex- exactly. So I tell people that if you're getting discouraged looking at that, know that you can have it all. Do you want to, is that sustainable yeah. for you? Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the big key word is sustainable because some people have a life that will allow more time devoted on personal and physical development. Whereas me, mom of two, business owner, like I just don't have the time or emotional energy to push myself in that way. Like if I'm going to do something with my limited time, I I better damn well enjoy it like a lot. Yeah. It's an investment. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it's just all, it's all what you, what you really want out of life. And 
Yeah. Social media has done a lot for us, but I think one thing that it's it's definitely been a detriment to is, is the constant comparing to what yeah. other people have and thinking that yours isn't good enough. Yes. I, I'm all for looking at something that somebody else has or does or, you know, and drawing influence from it. And, and it Hence being the word influencer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And in, in, in influencer, but it's got, it can't, if it's making you feel bad, it's not doing what it's doing the exact opposite. Yeah. Then it's not it, worth it. What it was supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. it just, that quote behind you really feels very relevant. Will it be easy? Nope. Worth it? Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually, that's actually my girlfriend's. This is, uh, that's her, that's a quote she put up on the wall. This just happens to be where I sit and I take advantage of it whenever I do videos. <laughs> that's great. Well, I'll tell her that's a good choice because it's true. I mean, working on yourself is not easy, but just even, even if your small win feels big for you, that means it's worth it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing. Like I know in my program, that's one thing I always teach people is it's like, I can, I could write you a meal plan. I could tell you what exactly what exercises to do. I can, you know, tell you what your macros are, what your calories are and all that stuff. But I want this to be something that you could take hold of, be in the driver's seat and control, which means we have to start small and then, and then work your way up. Yeah. It's not going to be easy, but it'll be worth it, you know? Well, and worth it also, just that phrase alone, some people will not ever find the value in their programming if they don't know why they're doing it or what the importance is. That's why I'm like very big on teaching, like coaching the how and the why, not just the what. Like you said, it's so easy to give more information, but are you actually trying to digest that information? How are you applying that information to your life? And that's where you see the results. A coach cannot make you fit. <laughs> like we, yeah. we're just, we're essentially there to continue to remind you of the information that you're learning, but to keep like showing you how and why this is relevant for you and reminding you of your goals, because yep. that's where people tend to fall off. I feel is like, you know, we get so excited at the beginning, like, yeah, I'm going to have this. It's all going to be laid out for me. And then when they realize it requires so much effort, <laughs> like purchasing yeah. the program is just the beginning. It is not, yeah. not the end point at all. Yeah. I actually, years ago, I went away from the term personal trainer and more towards coach because yeah. I think of a coach as like, like, it's, it's like, you know, it's sports related. So it's like, you know, you go, you do the practice, but then on game day, you have to do the work. Yeah. Coach gave you the drills, coach ran you through stuff, but you're the one doing the work. Yeah. And you're there to motivate them and keep them on track. Mm -hmm. And personal trainers, you know, when I was doing personal training, my first ideal was I was going to, you know, be handing out six pack abs and buns and guns to everybody. and, And it would be fun. And I realized that one, there's a huge hurdle to get through people's mental stuff yes. because you're like, Hey, I'll, I'll write out what to eat for you. And they're like, Oh, uh, and then they like, actually yeah, have to go fine. to the store and find yeah, the and ingredients they, and it gets tough. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And so then they, there's that whole, you know, human, human part of it, but also it's like some people don't want to like, I feel like people that, and, and I, I'm going to say it. I know it's probably not true, but a lot of people that I met that are looking for a personal trainer, they want somebody to just tell them what to do because they don't want to think about what to do. Yes. So had a lot of clients that didn't get nearly the the results that I think they could have, or that they even said they wanted because they spent more time chatting with me and using me as a therapist than they did Mm. doing the sets and the reps they should have done. Yeah. Well, and I mean, there's, there is a big element of truth to that. And some of that is actually applicable where, I mean, yeah, as a coach, you, you know what your client needs and you give them what they need. But then I think that is, that is the divide between, you know, client and, and coach is that it's so hard because you're like, I don't, as a client, I don't want to think about anything that I have to do. I just want to get in shape. You just tell me what to do. But then they, they are unwilling to do what you've provided for them and yep. that's why you're not getting results is because you're the follow-through is not there and i think yeah. coach is a perfect word because 
you can lay out the drills, you can lay out the meals, you can lay out whatever it is, but it is, it is on you to be able to follow through with your commitments, mm -hmm. period. Yep. Ab absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So if I could yeah, just I like, give away abs, just <laughs> yes. Here, Ser here's your weight loss. Seriously. <laughs> I was going to be like, bam, you get some, you get some, you get some yep. booty, you get yep. some bolder shoulders, you know, you get, everybody will love it. And they'll be Buns impressed. And by, yeah. And I'm like, you know, this, everybody will be impressed by how much knowledge I, I learned and, and how I can help them. And it's like, no, nah, there's this, there's a whole other mental side to it. And yeah. part of that is that, humans can be lazy and they just yeah. want things told to them and done for them. Well, and that I think boils down to the fact that in our brains, we just, we're looking for like the safest and most comfortable option. And it's really uncomfortable to have to think about things. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, even if, and that is why I feel like even as someone who is very devoted, very hardworking, like such a go-getter, I still cannot purchase just like a, a program. So <laughs> this is ironic and hilarious. Recently, I <laughs> wasted money. I hate admitting this. I wasted money on this like productivity calendar. And I say wasted money because I bought it and I haven't looked at a single day. <laughs> I haven't oh even, my gosh. I haven't even opened the thing. Like I swear, like I've been thinking for a long time that I've been dealing with ADHD, which, so I'm like, okay, this is a solution. But what I realize is um, I'm, a, I'm accountable to myself, but I also need guidance. Like even coaches need coaches. It's so great to just have someone teaching you why it's important saying, let's, let me take you through these steps instead of here's the information. There yep. it is. And that's what I realized. I was like, I am never dropping money on a program that doesn't involve a coaching element ever again. Yeah. <laughs> like it's what I do for other women. Why can't I just invest <laughs> in myself right. in that way? It's crazy. It's be it's because sometimes, especially if you're used to doing things on your own, I yeah. think, you know, I think this is somewhere where it may be more of a male trait, but guys tend to want to do that for sure. Where it's like, no, I'll just, I'll just watch a YouTube video and I'll figure it out. And then like, 20 YouTube videos. I'm still trying to figure it out when I could have just asked somebody for help. Right. Know? That, and you know what? Here, we'll tie it all together here. This is where I feel like men and women do have so much in common because not, not a single one of us does not need the support of another. And I think Absolutely. I truly believe that humanity is meant for connection. And I think there is so much value in coaching, not just not just word vomiting, not just information, but actually the teaching process and helping mm -hmm. people who wouldn't normally understand what, why, or how to do these things, teaching them that process so they can sustain it for the rest of their lives. There is so much value in that. And so yeah. I, I personally feel like, you know, you said it's a male thing. And I, meanwhile, I'm like, I'm like, that's also like definitely a mom thing asking for like not being able to ask for help. Shoot. I'm just expected yep. to do it all myself. Fine. I'll do it myself. And then we fail. I got this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We need other people. We do. We do. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. That's kind of an aha moment for me right there. I mean, I knew it, but still yeah. <laughs> it's good to. Sometimes you got to hear some other stuff from people and then it's like, well, I knew that, but I, now that you said that, it made me think. Yeah. Know. Well, and one, one analogy I used to use when I was training dancers all the time um, is you're not going to be able to see a big hole if it's in the back of your t-shirt while you're wearing it. If the shirt yeah. is on, you're, you just, you literally just don't have the perspective. It's, it's, it's okay to have somebody step in and tell you, you know, this is what I see. That's why people go to therapy. That's why people have yep. personal trainers. That's why people go to the doctors. Yep. You know? We could do yeah. it ourselves. We would already be doing it. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times I've sat down with a piece of paper and I'm like, I'm going to write myself a lifting program. And then I'm like, nope. And then I call up my friend Grayson and I'm like, hey, you got a program laying around and I could buy for like 80 bucks or something like that. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I, you just need, sometimes you just need that outside perspective. It's like, I, I could do it. I have never followed I want my own to. 
I I have. I just you end up you end up programming to your strengths and not your yes. weaknesses. Yes. Or way yes. too much to your weaknesses, and then you ignore your strengths. It's not well enough. And it's enough not life giving. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's, yes, I'm a hundred percent with you. I can't tell you how many times I've like rewritten a program for myself because I'm like, you know, I know me best. I'm gonna just do it, and I, you know, I'm certified. So why the heck not? And then right. I'm like, this isn't this isn't what I need. <laughs> This isn't what I need at all. <laughs> One of the best things that I love uh, that I love doing, especially because CrossFit's like you know constantly varied all that stuff, and yeah. it's, you're supposed to have a different workout. If I'm not on a specific lifting program, I just show up to the gym. Like yes. when we go travel somewhere, I don't try to see what the workout is. I don't try to know what the workout is. I yep. just show up. And if I show up and it's and I'm like, oh crap, that's gonna suck, then I probably really need to be there. Yeah. You know, like I, I have to go through it and I have to do it. If I show up and I'm like, Ooh, this is going to be fun. I don't get the same sense of accomplishment after, yeah. after the workout. Like, yeah, I had fun and, you know, got to put my hands on a barbell properly, but it's not the same as like, I thought I was going to die and I didn't, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. I mean, it's like that feeling like, um, when you're a teenager and you like make your first big purchase or you save up money to buy your first like junk car or, you know, there's, there's an emotional satisfaction in being able to put in the work slowly over time to, to save that. And then you, there's the payoff. And I think the same with workouts. I just show up to the boxing gym on Saturday mornings and I'm like, all yeah. right, kick my butt. Let's go. <laughs> Look, <Right. laughs> make me feel like a complete beginner. Uh, like, yep. It's, sometimes. it's so great. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Even coaches need coaches y'all you're hearing it now. So if you Abs feel like I don't need a coach, let me just, <laughs> let me just tell you, you do. <laughs> and it'll, t it'll take so much off of your, off of your brain in general too. So I have a Friday morning networking meeting where like, you know, that like they're, they're a really cool group of people, but, uh, our chapter president was like, Hey man, I want you to be on the, on the welcoming team. And I think you'd be great here and there. And I'm like, you know what I would, but this is where I come to recharge. Like yes. I, I want to hear you guys. I, I, I want to listen to you. I want to draw from your energy waking up early and being a coach and then trying to do the same thing on social media can be mm. like super draining. It's like, I'm, I'm here to draw from you guys. Yeah. Like, you, no offense as, or anything, as a coach, not, you need a place to re refill. Yep. Exactly. It's like, you know, not that I don't want to joke around with you guys and stuff, but I need to, this is where I go and, and drink it in and me not time. spit it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kind yeah. Of. That's how I would feel like if I worked at Disneyland, like all the magic would go away. I'm like thinking right? in my head like, oh yeah, Disneyland would be such a cool job. And then I'm like, no, you would see the characters out of costume. All the magic would be ruined. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to believe that, that that is a real princess and not just like Sheila who also works at Denny's. Like I, I need that protected for myself. Because because they do such a good job, you know, yes. like they're all in the, in the costume. I mean, you like, as even as adults, you know, that there's like a, a person in there and it's not really like Daffy Duck or whatever. You're so wrong. It's really Daffy Duck. <laughs> it's really Daffy Duck. <laughs> but for some reason, like if they, if they really play with it and they're cool, like you have a good time watching it too. You don't need to know they're hung under over underneath that. Or, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can't. It's sometimes it is good to just like, it's great to be able to, to have the skill to do it yourself or to, you know, be in the mix. But at the end of the day, it, there's something to be said about having just having a space or like something done for you where you don't have to, the only thing you have to think about is moving through it and gaining from it and, and absorbing versus you mm -hmm. giving more of yourself to something that you're still not sure of you know right. it's hard yeah absolutely. no abs absolutely having somebody that that can coach you that can tell you when you're wrong that can do stuff that you could do by yourself but just saves you the energy yeah even even coaches have coaches most good coaches have other coaches too well then you know what i'm glad to say that automatically qualifies us as good coaches <laughs> regardless yes. of our credentials it's <laughs> it's reaching out for help when you need it and i think that is absolutely that is a trait that if you're looking for a trainer you should be looking for someone who is also working on themselves period yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I'd, I'd even say that I was, I've been guilty of it in the past where you get comfortable and you, you get like a downtime where you're not working on something. Yeah. And, uh, it, and like you're saying, our brain does that to us. It's like, Oh, it's easier here. It's like, yeah, it's easier here, but I also don't feel like I'm going anywhere. Yeah. It can know? get really boring, very stale, yeah. like just stale and not fun anymore. Take some joy out of it. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Maybe I'm a glutton for punishment. I like, I like challenges because I feel even though they freaking suck at the end of it, I'm like, I cannot believe I just, I just did that. Well, that's the thing for me. It's like, I don't like challenges because I'm scared I'm going to fail or I'm scared I'm going to look bad. But especially when you like look at things overall, it's yeah. like, oh, I didn't do, I didn't do too bad. Or yeah, yeah I, su- I survived that. Go me. You know? yeah. <laughs> Small wins. I survived. Yeah, exactly. That's enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's okay. Love that. Well, so we're going to wrap it up here, but I would love for you to tell the audience where we can find you, where we can connect with you on social, et cetera. Yeah. So, uh, I am on Facebook, uh, right now it's just my first name and last name, Diego Pompa. Um, I have a red shirt in there, which I need to change that picture because it's been up there for a long time. That's okay. We'll, um, we'll and, link it in the show notes. <laughs> yep. And then uh, I also have a Facebook group, which is Attitude and Action. Um, and uh, that's one of those ones that I got to let you in. So you can't just join. I got you got. I got to teach you the secret handshake. Got you a request. Cool. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and is that uh, for? Then, is that something that women can join also, or is that more geared towards men? Oh no, that's for everybody. Awesome. Um, you know, fun, funny enough is like, I always gear my training towards everybody, but I've always had more female clients than I've had male clients. I'm pretty sure it's like 60 or what was it? It's like the average of 70% of women are typical clients for personal trainers and coaches. Yeah. Some wild statistic like that. So that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So, um, and then, uh, Instagram is, is coach underscore pompa P O M P A. Awesome. Well, yeah. we will make sure we, as in me and me, myself and I, <laughs> me and my awesome team of me, myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As, as we're sitting here talking about, don't do it all yourself. And meanwhile, I'm like, <laughs> I literally do it all. <laughs> I know. Oh, small business owners. Woo-hoo. I know. Right. Uh, hey, but entrepreneurs. Yay. I will make sure that everything gets tagged in the show notes. So if you're listening, you know exactly where to find Diego. He is an awesome person with a lot of energy and I would love for you to be able to see all the amazing things that he does. But I just want to say thanks so much for spending time oh. with me today. It's been awesome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I feel like there might be a part two to this or maybe we just because we could talk forever. <laughs> I think that's it too. I like looked at the time. I'm like, I, I have to cut us off now. Definitely a part two in the future. I'm looking I, forward to it. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, is she going to cut me off? No. All right. We'll keep talking. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Usually with guests, I like to just kind of go with the flow and my normal episodes are around 20 to 30 minutes and <laughs> here we that are easy all right <laughs> perfect well thanks diego right. i hope thanks, you have a Chloe. fantastic day i'll talk to you soon all right thanks